At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. You found primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Back on VEASAN's primetime action, just like the legend Brent Musburger said, it's Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, Kelly Bidlin. So glad you could tune in tonight and hang with us. Uh, if you're just tuning in for the first time, once again, you're like, what are these guys all about? Uh, once again, we are here to not only talk sports, but to talk about betting sports. Really, that's what we talk about, betting sports, both in a pregame situation, we like to call it pre-flop, at least I do, and then in-game betting, which is really what we're about while games are going on. Now, admittedly, not a lot of in-game action from us during this sort of dog days of summer, the last stretch of baseball games. We will probably pick that up in the postseason. But certainly football, every night we're in here, we're thinking about in-game bets. And uh, we're watching everything very closely. So hopefully uh, you will come to, if you're new to betting or really just early in your betting sort of trajectory, you will come to uh, really sort of get into how it is that we approach betting. And I hope you find that at its best it's profitable, but at the very least that it's always insightful and that we take this seriously and like to have fun with it at the same time. We are what betters actually look like, not what perhaps you've been led to believe out of central casting, if that makes any sense. Let's talk some football. Let's bring him in. We haven't had him on in a long time, and we're so glad he could join us tonight because uh, he's had a go of it. Ladies and gentlemen, from Yahoo Sports, NFL and betting writer Frank Schwab. How you doing, Frank? Doing great, Gil. I mean, it's been so long the Bucks weren't even champions last time I talked to you. So, wow. You know, I mean, hey, 
Wow. Hey, it's been a while. Can I take that victory lap still? I think I still I got like 10 more months to take that victory lap. <laughs> yeah. So I shall, you know, my Milwaukee, you know, and hey, the Brewers might make it two and, you know, two for two, right? Like, hey, it's at least possible. I want to bring this up. I don't know if you wanted me to bring it up, but I just want to bring it up. All good with you. I know uh, you, yeah. you were tested positive and you had a tough time with COVID, but you're feeling much better now. Yeah, I mean, it was, of all things, you know, a week after my, my first shot, uh, I came down with it. You know, it was NFL draft weekend of all things and, and thought no big deal. Everybody has this for a couple of days and it goes. And I ended up five days in the hospital. I mean, never been hospitalized in my life. Never had a real bad medical issue in my life. No prescriptions. No, you know, I mean, I, I'm knock on wood, very healthy. But this thing is real, man. I, I mean, it, you know, I, I'm not saying I, I wasn't taking it seriously, but you let things lag, right? Like, like oh, I can go to this party. I can go to this dinner masks are not a thing anymore but yeah it got me and it got me good and well, but you know all good now feeling great you know just just happy to be here for another football season we're so glad to be able to just sit back and talk football with you and so week one in the rear view here is there a team that you were sort of down on going into week one frank where now all of a sudden after one week you're like huh maybe i was wrong about that maybe they're a lot better or maybe the opposite team that you were high on that you're like oh maybe i have to rethink this the other way I mean, there's a bunch, right? Like that's what week one is. And we sit here on, you know, Wednesday after week one, and I'm still struggling with the question of what did we see on Sunday and Monday and Thursday, I guess, that was real? And what is something that's never going to repeat itself? The, you know, Jacksonville beating Indianapolis in week one last year. And it's struggling with that answer of what is, is Arizona this good? Like, I mean, it's absolutely possible. That's one, you know, the team that stuck out to me when you asked that, because Arizona looked as good as a football team can look on a, on a field uh, on Sunday. For three hours, they just beat the heck out of the Titans, who I thought were good, I, and I still think they might be, but I don't know. I, I mean, it's it's one of these, what do you do with this one-game sample? But Arizona looked fantastic. Offensively, we, you know, we knew they would probably be pretty good as long as Kyler's healthy. Chandler Jones, my goodness, is he, you know, I mean, there's a reason they didn't trade him. When he had to trade requests and they were like, nah, now we need to win this year. We're going to get fired. So we're not trading you, Chandler. That's why. And so Arizona's one team that sticks out from a good, you know, angle. The, uh, the team that sticks out that I'm worried about because I have so many futures bets on them, like everybody else, is the Buffalo Bills. Look, Josh Allen didn't struggle at all last year. He was great. He, he played really well when they played the Steelers last year. And in week one, he didn't make one comfortable throw. It didn't look at any point like Josh Allen was comfortable in that football game. The offense wasn't very good. I don't know yet if that's Steelers defense. Is that the, the Bills offense, people catching up to it? A little bit of the plexiglass principle, which we hear about when, you know, a team and a player goes nuts one year. They're going to regress a little bit. Maybe that's happening with the Bills. I, I was I, I, I don't think the Bills are as, bad, are as bad as they looked on Sunday, but I'll say I'm worried about them. Break a team you know very well, Chicago Bears. We are looking at this. This line has come off now where I'm looking at one book out there where this thing's at one and a half now wow. uh, in favor of the Bears. Uh, Bengals catching a lot of money in this. Of course, they they pull off a, a, a win. Bears you know, on national television look pretty, pretty bad. Do you agree with where this line sits right now? I mean, listen, it is there. There are some issues with that Bears offensive line, to say the least. And at least if we're if we're going to have two bad offensive lines going at it, I mean, I, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility to say the Bengals are the much more talented offensive team. So, do you just go with the team that has the more, more firepower? Yeah, I mean, I'm leaning Bengals. I don't like this line move, obviously. I mean, the, the Bears just look bad, and I wonder, and this is narrative street. I, I know that that is sometimes a tricky thing to go down. 
but you wonder if the guys in that locker room are like, why are we playing our second best quarterback? What are we doing? We're not giving ourselves even a chance to win. The guys know, players know, they're at practice every single day. They understand Justin Fields is their best quarterback. And they're going out there with Andy Dalton, who Andy's had a great career. He really has for a second round pick to play as long as he has. But he's a backup now. He's a guy who, hey, our starter went down for three weeks. Andy can come in and, and keep it afloat. We'll be fine. He's not a guy who should be starting. And I wonder if that affects the Bears psychologically. They, they have to know that Justin would give them a better chance to win, but they're not playing him for whatever reason. Matt Nagy's almost like, he's like, you know, Costanza with the World Series trophy outside Yankee Stadium trying to get fired, I think. I mean, what, what else would it be? There's no reason to start Andy Dalton. They are. Their secondary look like a mess. I mean, Van Jefferson still hasn't been touched, and Cooper Cup's running through tackles. And it's just, it was a mess for the Bears on offense and defense. I don't like them at all. I don't know that I can really back the Bengals now that we're not getting a field goal anymore, but I certainly can't back the Bears. They just, they look like a mess, a poorly coached team, a team that's, uh, again, playing its second best quarterback. I don't know really what there is to like about the Chicago Bears right now. Talking to Frank Schwab from Yahoo. Uh, Frank, we're on MSG+. Plus. Let's talk a little New York football. First, the Giants tomorrow night. Three and a half point dogs to Washington at uh, Ral John as the, uh, as the, Little city outside of D.C. is called, or at least was back in the day when uh, Jack Kent Cook moved the stadium there. Uh, And then there is the story of the Jets. On Sunday, the Jets, six-point home dogs to Mac Jones and the Patriots. Conviction on either of those two games? Uh, I do, and it's with your Washington team. Because let me ask you something, and I'm not trying to be edgy here. I'm really asking this legitimately. I think that that line is where it is probably because Fitzpatrick's out. Are we convinced that the Giants had the better quarterback in this game? No. Are we sure? No. I mean, Tyler Haneke, every time he's played for the Washington football team, has looked pretty good. He looked, he didn't look out of his element at all on Sunday, coming in cold. Obviously looked really good in the playoff game last year. And Daniel Jones, I'm sitting there, you know, I'm based in Denver. And so they had the game on the big screen where I'm at. And I'm watching, and all I'm thinking is, Daniel Jones ain't the guy. He just, this isn't it. He They, they just made a bad draft pick, I think. I, I was willing to be patient with him, but he comes out. He lays an egg like he did on Sunday. And you could say, oh, well, the Broncos are a really good defense. They are. You know who else is a really good defense? The Washington football team. <laughs> They're going to really get to him. I think the one unit in this game I trust is Washington's defense. I think Heineke's going to be just fine. I'm on Washington big here. I, I think that there's no doubt in my mind. I didn't hesitate at all. When I saw it was only three and a half, I said, I, I think you're giving a little too much credit to Ryan Fitzpatrick here. I think Heineke, I, I'm not convinced that he's a better quarterback, but it's possible and I'm not sure he's not a better quarterback than Daniel Jones right now. So Washington all day. I have a, a pretty strong conviction on that one. Frank, I think one of the biggest surprises from week one was just the the complete performance from the Philadelphia Eagles. And here we find them as yeah. just, you know, three-point dogs at most books. I mean, there are three and a halfs out there uh, if you're looking to play the Eagles. But uh, as the 49ers come in after, you know, looking really dominant against that Lions team, the final score was not indicative of how that, that yeah. game went at all. Um you know, listen, Hurts, one of the highest graded quarterbacks of the week, the offensive line, the defensive line, everything graded out super, super well. Small sample size, understood. It's only one game. But were you as surprised, I guess I should say, as, as, as I am, that the Eagles put together such a complete performance? And do you think that they have a chance in this game at home with the 49ers? Yeah, I mean, I was surprised. I was on the Eagles, but I, I didn't expect that. I didn't mm. expect to not even be checking that game in the second half. It was a really, really good performance. And Look, I, we do have to, maybe the Falcons are just that bad. That's always the problem with week one. We have this one game where you're like, 
wow, this team blew out the, this other team. Well, maybe this other team's really bad. Atlanta might just not be that anymore. I mean, Matt Ryan looked really old. But you have to give Philly credit. They're healthy, which they weren't a lot of times last year. And Doug Peterson at the end was just not a good coach. He just wasn't. I know he won a Super Bowl, and it's weird to say that about a guy who, who won a Super Bowl so recently, but he turned into a bad coach. And I don't know who Nick Sirianni is yet as an NFL head coach, but it looked pretty good week one. He had his guys prepared. I thought they had a lot of good wrinkles. They used Devontae Smith exactly like they should have. They were impressive. But on the other end, the 49ers look really good, too. Think of it this way. That's another team I think is playing its, its second best quarterback, right? Like, at least the most talented quarterback is on the bench last week. Brandon Ayuk gets no targets for whatever reason. Trey Sermon's inactive. We all like him. Those are three key guys, and they still put up 41 points on the road. I'm not saying the Lions are any good, but come on. that That's an impressive performance. I think I'm going to be leaning the 49ers here, but it, it worries me. If, it, if you would have asked me seven days ago, I would have said, yeah, the, the Eagles aren't that good. Yeah, what they did on Sunday was impressive. I, I'm at least willing to give them a second look and see what they are this season. Frank, great to see you, man, uh, and all the best. We hope to talk to you soon. Absolutely, guys. I appreciate it. Good luck this week. You too. Frank Schwab from Yahoo, their NFL and betting writer. Uh, we love Frank. Glad to see him back doing well. Glad to see him talking football more okay, than anything. I got a 3-120 here in town on the on the Redskins that I might. Uh... What do you have, a 3-120, 3-120? Yeah. On the Washington football team? Yeah. Golly. Uh-huh. We've all done The Red We've Wolves. All That's Sorry, five cents. The Red Wolves. Five cents to Kelly, five cents to me. The Red <laughs> Hogs. The Red Hogs. Yes. Yeah, on the Red I Hogs. am so disappointed in all those names. Just keep it the Washington football team. Please, just keep it there. Uh, we'll come back. We will uh, not only update the baseball scores, but we'll look ahead to tonight's baseball starts, including the Dodgers and the Giants in action once again, as the two of those teams appear not to ever want to lose another baseball game ever again. We're coming back on VEASAN's Primetime Action. On primetime action, Gil, Matt, Kelly, and everybody else who's listening here, we appreciate it. Um, a little baseball happening right now, but baseball also getting underway tonight with meaningful games, specifically in the NL West. What do you got there, Mateo? Sorry, putting in a. I did take that uh, minus three, minus one twenty. Yeah, on I Washington. Did go ahead and take that because that is not available very many places. Okay. Yeah. So that here, is here to name the shop in yeah. town, or you'd rather not. Oh yeah, it's at MGM. Oh, yeah, at MGM, yeah, you can get the uh, yeah the three the three one twenty there. Okay. If anyone is if anyone wants to get get down on it, I know it's lurking. Yeah. So uh, nine forty five Eastern, six forty five Pacific. We have the Padres and the Giants, Musgrove, Leone, and that is a coin flip right now. One ten on both sides. Diamondbacks, Merrill Kelly, um, Urias is on the hill for the Dodgers. He is <laughs> minus four hundred. Oh yeah, minus four hundred. Minus four dollars. Let's go. Minus four hundred in the very, very, very public uh, book of Foxbet. Oh yes, minus four fifty-five. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when we used to talk about principal bets? You just can't do that at this point in the season, huh? Once again, just let me let me just say this: the Astros. This was uh, twenty nineteen. Now, if I'm getting the year right right before the pandemic year. Um, the Astros had a game where they were minus 450, and they lost, as I recall, to Baltimore. 
Yeah. Baltimore was like Sounds 39 right. yep. and 79 at the time. But like this, this used to be again for the for those just tuning in when Randy Johnson pitched for the Yankees when they played the Devil Rays once. He was north of a four dollar favorite, and it was like it broke all betting, you know, records that we can imagine. Now Roxy Roxborough, the uh, founder of Las Vegas Sports Consultants, the legend Roxy Roxborough, informs us that uh, many many years ago, Nolan Ryan in 1979 versus the A's was around minus 500 Randy Johnson, he mentions, and possibly Pedro Martinez, but he's not sure. He said, Bob Feller, you have to go back that far. Bob Feller with the Indians apparently was minus 500 in the late 30s against an awful St. Louis Browns team. I don't know where they were booking back then, but he somehow there was a minus 500. But that's, we're flirting with that. It is, if, I couldn't believe, I, I I did not expect that. Whenever I was looking at the, if it was any like I, if it was any other team but the Dodgers, I, and I think I mean any other team, I, I would make a bet on the other side. And I'll just say this again: Dodgers we, are so stacked. We had this discussion last night. Julio Urias, if he wins this game tonight, will be eighteen and three. Eighteen and three, and he's a hundred to one to win the Cy Young. Fourth, what was it? Third, third or fourth on the Dodgers? Third. I mean, there's Bueller and there's Scherzer and there's Kershaw. I mean, he's, yeah, I'm even... thinking for the MVP odds. I could have oh, read. He's, the, he's third and... on the third or third on the Cy Young odds. Yeah, third in Cy Young. Yeah. I mean, MVP. Forget about it. But yeah, just, I spoke. But why? I mean, again, for Cy Young, he about seventeen and three with a two point nine eight ERA headed into this. But really, flirting with the betting annals of baseball betting history. That was redundant, but you know what I mean. I'm just, minus, I'm still just taking it. Four, minus stunned. four, it's just cra- it's crazy. But it's like, it's minus 400 to be fair, consensus. Yeah. Still. Still. This is not Randy Johnson against the Devil Rays. This yeah. is Julio Urias against the D-backs in a random September game. That's how bad the D-backs are, though, too. That should be fun. That's part of my three-teamer with the Yankees and the Giants for the second consecutive night. That hit at plus 186 last night. I have it about plus 281, I believe it was, tonight um, for those three. And so there you go, 288, pardon me. And uh, right now the Yankees nursing, and I do mean nursing, a 2-1 to lead over the Orioles at the bottom of the seventh. The Orioles have one man on on first with two out. So uh, Nestor Torres has been pulled from the game finally. He pitched a good game. Uh, did give up a solo shot to Mays, though, last inning. So Kelvin Gutierrez now at, on the, uh, at the plate for the Orioles trying to uh, do some damage and get the Orioles back in this ballgame. Two to one. Anytime you want to break out into a bigger league, Yankees, <laughs> you know, you feel free. So that's I mean, on. it would, like, I'm really not rooting for it. Right. But that catch, if that led to a win, oh, man. The, the, the Cedric, yeah, for what Kelly's referring to, Cedric Mullins yes. with a, I mean, that's number one on best plays on SportsCenter, or whatever they call it. Has right? to be. We, has to be. we haven't seen, like, any other game. Right. Has to be. Has right? to be. Uh, it was, like, five feet above the wall. An unbelievable robbery of a of a would-be. Who was that? Sanchez? Gary Sanchez, Gary Sanchez. home run. Would have been a two-run shot, but instead uh, he pulled it back. I, I will still say that the biggest single play of the entire Major League Baseball season can be traced to a Giants-Dodgers game where Mike Tauchman, I like to say the it is Yom Kippur after all, for those of us who follow such things. Mike Talman robbed Albert Pujols of a ninth-inning home run at Chavez Ravine. I want to say this was back in May or June. And the Giants, and this was a ninth-inning uh, ninth shot that would have won the game for the Dodgers. The Giants end up winning it in extras. That Talman robbery of Pujols 
is a two-game swing. Yeah. And the Giants lead the Dodgers right now in the NL West with, by a two-and-a-half game margin. That's the biggest play, I could argue, of the entire Major League Baseball season. So we'll see if the Giants can get home. And remember, the big thing about that is these are the two best teams in baseball, Giants and Dodgers, who are playing uh, their respective games tonight. The, the team that doesn't end up first has to play a one-game wild card. That's how this works. Even the Dodgers can lose a one-game wild card. That's wild. Like, can like, you if imagine? The, if the Dodgers get bounced, like, that, like, it would be, it, that would be absolutely incredible. It's one of the most stacked baseball teams I've ever seen. Incredible, like, from a good standpoint? or No, no, no. Like, I mean, well, just just incredible, period, like, if that happened because of how good they are. But, I no, I would like to see the Dodgers in the in the heart of the playoffs. Yeah, I would be as, as big of a Giants. I have a Giants ticket 9-1 to one now, but I also have a Dodgers ticket from before the season. The Dodgers would play the Giants if the Dodgers win the wild card game in the, in the, uh, oh, in like the how fantastic uh, would that division be? series. Yeah. Oh, it's it's... I mean, there's like five different games between those two teams this year that were just spectacular. So that will be an unbelievable series. But we would get, yeah, we would get robbed of that. Now, what about if the Giants somehow ended up in the wild card? Imagine being the best team in baseball for like 90% of the season. <laughs> and then not making it. And then not making it into the division <laughs> round. So, yeah. The, uh, just some scores, live odds from around here. We got Pirates still up on the Reds. The score is 4-3 to three now, bottom of the seventh. Uh, the Yankees, with that 2-1 lead still over the Orioles, that came into the top of the eighth inning. Uh, Yankees with a minus 525 live favorite. Orioles plus 350, only down one run. Uh, five and a half the live total. And we've got the Phillies up on the Cubs, 4-2. to two. That came in the bottom of the seventh inning. Phillies minus 1,800 live. The uh, Cubs plus 850 and seven and a half your total. Cardinals still up on the Mets. That's six to three. That game in the bottom of the sixth inning right now. Cardinals minus seven twenty-five live. Mets plus four fifty. Eleven and a half the total. Rockies and Braves all tied at two. That game is in the bottom of the fifth. Braves minus two ten. Rockies plus one sixty-five. Seven and a half your live total. Indians leading the Twins six to nothing now in the top of the seventh. Astros up on the Rangers five to one. That game in the top of the fifth. Astros minus thirty two hundred live. Rangers twelve to one live dogs. Ten and a half the total. Angels and White Sox all tied up at one apiece. That game is in the top of the fifth inning. White Sox minus one seventy. Angels plus one forty and six and a half the total. A's with a three one lead over the Royals. Top of the fourth inning. Who's like betting the Rangers at twelve to one in game? Like, is there a human being who's doing that? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. And Matt Candido Souza and uh, Julio Vera uh, from uh, Mexico are beating uh, Lucas Paez and Tiago Oliveira from Brazil, the, twenty-two to seventeen in foot volleyball. Foot volleyball that is again has to be the most tiring thing. That's, these points. These just, are amazing athletes, yeah, by the way. These points just last forever because you can't like spike the ball. Right? He, the, one guy tried to bicycle kick it over the net and then landed like on the top of his back. That's a good point. You can't really spike downward ever. You can't hit downward ever. That's right. So, yeah, you're right. Like, it feels like those points would last forever. Yeah, they, they last a good bit. Who do, you think, who do you think would win the VEASAN uh, foot volleyball tournament? Who do you think has the skills, has the makeup to be the greatest foot volleyball player at VEASAN? There's no, there's no way I would, I would win. I, I don't My know. money was on you, Bidlin. 
if I went to try to pass a soccer ball to you right now, like it would <laughs> rock it out of the out of the studio somehow. Your yeah. hands have gotten much better over the course of just I mean just the last couple of weeks. Here. True, Dad. Just out of on the, on pure, pure self defense reaction of you throwing water bottles at me. Yeah, yeah, yeah shenanigans. Yeah, Yank- I'm just saying you, you you've <laughs> you've gotten better. Yankees I mean, and yeah. Orioles go to the eighth. Still two to one. Yankees. Aaron Judge now at the plate as the Yankees take their hacks in the eighth. But again, nursing a one run lead. The Blue Jays. And the Red Sox have already won today. And uh, the Yankees trying to keep pace, which would once again put them in a virtual three-way tie for both the first and second wildcard positions in the American League. So that is, uh, with with apologies to the Athletics and the Mariners, that's going to be a three-team dogfight, it looks like, down the stretch of the American League. But the Yankees can ill afford to lose a game, a random game to the Orioles like this. So uh, we'll see if that Cedric Mullins play ends up being a massive Massive deal right now. The Yankees, though, again, up two to one as Aaron Judge once again uh, takes his hacks in Baltimore. Okay, we'll come back. We'll talk a little more football. The beauty of season win totals is now we don't just see them at the beginning of the year and they disappear to the end of the year and you find out if you win or lose. Now they get adjusted every week by shops like DraftKings. We'll take a look at them after week one next on VEASAN's Primetime Action. with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Hey, I got a suggestion. Why don't you make this football season your best sports betting season ever? Huh? How about that? Let's go. Start your VEASAN free trial today to get full access to our sports betting experts, including 24-7 video streaming, daily best bet emails, betting splits with the money and ticket percentages on every game, plus full access, and I mean full, to VEASAN.com data and analysis. Everything VEASAN has to offer for only $22 per month. Sign up now at VEASAN.com. Slash subscribe. Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, Kelly Bidlin, hanging out, watching some baseball. Cincinnati Reds still refusing to get to the playoffs. Trail the uh, Buccos 4-3, to three, bottom of the seventh, and the Pirates do have a man at third. Trying to add on to that lead. Reds one game out. Uh, one game behind the Cardinals in the NL uh, wildcard race for that number two. Cardinals housing the Mets 8-3, to three, so not looking good for the Reds if they drop this one. Uh, why don't we talk some season win totals? I think we shall. NFL, adjust it. This is the beauty of betting uh, legalized jurisdictions in the year 2021. Used to be that we would just have these at the beginning of the year. You'd make your bets, and then you just wait to see if they won or lost. It would take 17 weeks. Now, they adjust them every week. I love it. Uh, these are courtesy of DraftKings. So after one week, there's not going to be a huge adjustment, adjustment, obviously. But some teams, some teams. In the case, these are your top sixteen, and then we'll go to the bottom sixteen. Okay, top sixteen in terms of what their season win total is. Yeah. Um, but let's take a team like a team that lost a game they weren't supposed to, like the Packers. Did the Packers get adjusted ten and a half? Doesn't seem like they did. What were they? What were they pre-flop before the season started? So Packers are still at ten and a half, though the under is juiced now. To minus one thirty. Um, let's take a team like the Saints. They're at ten and a half, so that did go that up. That went a up. Tick. I think a full. I think that went up a full two yeah. games um, on yeah. the Saints. What do you think about that? Because you were bearish on the Saints all off season. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I have an under nine and a half on them. Yeah, <laughs> from preseason. Yeah, so that so then a full yeah full game from where you got it. I think it was at eight and a half, maybe whatever. But yeah, I mean, look, there is there is something there if that offense. Can work. I mean, my whole thing in the whole uh, the whole bearish outlook on that team was the fact that yeah, the defense will be fine and it's going to be pretty good. You know, it's going to be a top 
12-ish defense in the in the league. But the offense, I was like, where are the points going to come from, right? I mean, you're you're talking about Michael Thomas being sidelined, Jameis Winston taking over at quarterback, the uh, Traycon Smith. The, uh, there's all kinds of things that we were that we were looking at. We were trying to say, like, okay, there's a lot of things here that are going against this team. Well, all right. All they decided to do was go out and play excellent defense. Yeah. Jameis Winston looked like a completely new quarterback who didn't make ridiculously bad decisions and was played fairly conservative and did whatever. So, I mean, you know, moving that up doesn't surprise me, I guess, too, whenever you look at the rest of that division as well, right? I mean, the Panthers certainly didn't didn't uh, do anything to make you think that maybe they would steal one from the Saints, and then the Falcons, of course, fall flat on their face, and so mm-hmm. that that also kind of bumps up where you, you think the Saints could end up with from a win total because now you look four games against those two teams. What about what about I'm spotting a couple others here. So the Broncos are ten and a half. They weren't ten and a half before the season, were they? Broncos are ten and a half. I've got all the preseason numbers in front of me. Broncos yeah. seven and a half. How are the Broncos at ten and a half after one win over the Giants at home? What happened there? That's insane. Yeah, that's wild. That's a typo, I, isn't I, it? No, no, that's that's accurate. That is accurate. They, they didn't do anything they weren't supposed to do. I don't get that at all. I mean, they looked good. But Stop I, it. I, I mean, I mean, it's the Giants. Sorry, I mean, I mean, that, I mean, that's what I that's what I believe. We yeah. were on that game, obviously. We bet on the Broncos because we felt that way. That's, but that's got to be the bet, right, Matt? That's an under on the Broncos at ten and a half. Yeah, I mean, you wouldn't think that. You wouldn't think that they get to eleven wins. You would not think that they would. I get mean, to 11 Chiefs. Wins. The ch- the Chargers looked good. It's not like they they came out and looked bad in Week One. What are we doing with the Broncos there? Like uh, most is, of these should be adjusted on wins that weren't supposed to happen or losses that weren't supposed to happen. There's a couple in here, Gills. We go through these that's that made, made pretty big moves. Okay, so the 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 Ravens ticked down, I guess, to nine and a half, I believe. Um, Steelers were right around eight and a half, right? That's not a big adjustment on the Steelers. Steelers were eight and a half. Yeah. Ravens were 11. Yeah, Raiders down, Ravens down to nine and a half. That's definitely an adjustment there after one week. But the Broncos, that's insane. There's nothing as big as that. There, there can't be something as big as that, as that adjustment. That, that probably was a, was that a two-game adjustment there, Kelly? Huh? On the Broncos? <laughs> what do you mean two games? Huh? <laughs> It's ten and a half. This is great. Is it not up there? Are you looking on DraftKings? Huh? Yeah, I'm talking about a two game after one week. You said it was two and a half games or three games. You said from seven and a half to ten and a half. Yeah, I've got no. I've got seven and a half for preseason. My hmm. goodness, that makes no sense. To I, me. I, I, will, I will be honest. What I'm looking at is odds that we used on June first. Oh, okay, that's different. Oh, so that's I mean, different. it, it might okay. you know, okay, it might but come still, up over the. Summer. Let's say it's two games still. That doesn't make any sense to me. Even if it's eight and a half to ten and a half, I don't. I don't understand. They won a game they were supposed to win. They, did they look like they were the greatest team we've ever seen or something? I don't understand that. Um, nothing else looks like a major adjustment besides Saints and the Broncos. Let's go to the, and the, the Ravens did tick down. We should point out the Ravens. All right, so down. I've got at least where this was like basically before Week One kicked mm-hmm. off, right on some of these guys. So the Saints went from nine to ten and a half. Mm-hmm. Uh, Giants went from seven to five and a half. Giant, oh, Giants did go down. Yeah. Um, Falcons went from seven and a half to five and a half. So that's on there. Uh, Steelers went from eight and a half to whatever they were listed. Eight and a half. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't move. 
Uh, the, Broncos. This, yeah, Broncos eight and a half to ten and a half. Okay, so, so two the, game. The move. Broncos and the Falcons. Okay, the Falcons make sense, right? Because the Falcons were favorites and they lose to the Eagles. Mm-hmm. So I get that they dropped two, just like I get the Ravens dropped. Just like I get, you know, but the Giants and the Broncos won. The Giants dropped a game and a half and the Broncos went up to, and I just, please explain that to me. That does not make sense. I guess the, the, guys, the even weirder part of it to me is that it's like, okay, the Broncos go up to in a division that, if anything, we know the Chiefs are fantastic. It's not like it'd be different if the Chargers and Chiefs came out and look and and got losses and looked bad. Then maybe mm. you could understand that a little bit more. And then, I mean, I don't know. Even in the like, even in the Falcons' case, like, do we really know what's going on in the NFC South with the three teams that are not named the Buccaneers? Like, I, I mean, I don't know. So five and a half seems pretty low to me too on that team. Did the Vikings drop? Seven and a half seems low. They dropped. What were the Vikings before that game against the uh, Bengals? No, I only have like the biggest movers. Oh, of the okay. week. Eight, I have eight and a half. So they dropped a game. Yeah. yeah. And, and the, the thing I think that is, is pretty interesting, I guess the telling thing about like, so some of these moves, I guess with like the, so the Saints moving up a game and a half, probably because that game in week one was factored in as a, as a loss preseason right, against, the, right. against the Packers. Right. And so now it's like they've picked up, a game that they were that was kind of scheduled as a loss, and then you get that extra half a game because okay, they look better than than yeah, what th- we. This is what I've been saying. Yeah, this is what I'm saying. Look, all of these make sense based on what their expectation was, but in yeah. the case of the Broncos and the Giants, it doesn't make sense because that was the expectation, right? You get it, like that. That no, was supposed no, no, to totally, happen. Totally, totally. Yeah, espe- I mean, especially the Bronco, the Broncos, most of all. Yes. Right? That, that yes. was the one. Yeah. That's no, exactly right. Mateo, that's exactly what I'm saying. Based, it's like, on, based on divisional outlook and who is favored heading into the game. Yeah, and you're right about the Saints that in addition it's their performance that also mm-hmm. bumps it up and even, and even yeah. more. But all of that is logical. The, the Broncos-Giants thing doesn't make any sense to me. By the way, were the Lions always as low as the Texans at four and a half? No. Yeah, I was going to say, when did that happen? No, yeah, they after, were like five and a half, yeah. right? But they lose a game that they're supposed to lose and maybe right. even with a flourish at the end they still drop. So that and that's one. They I mean, Matt, I guess that's though. not bettable on the Texans, but that was what I wanted to ask you about because you've got. I mean, you've got around this number, right? Four and a half and five. I have five and a half and five. Five and a half and five. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not worried at all about this Texans. Look, I mean, again, that is. We knew going into that if they were, if they were gonna yep. if they were gonna pick off a game, it was gonna be that was a perfect game to pick off. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, that is was the perfect scenario at home to start the season against a rookie quarterback and a rookie head coach. I mean, that was. That's a perfect game to pick off here. I mean, I think the one that's very pretty interesting to me. Eagles went up. Yeah, the Eagles Eagles go up. I, I think the one that's interesting to me is the Bears coming down to to six and a half. I mean, then do we Justin do Fields. we see seven wins for that Bears team? Like even if even if oh you're going the other way okay even if Justin Fields plays, I mean like do we do we see seven wins for that team? Does that look like a seven win team with that offensive line? With that defense that, that it does not that with that team with that defense that wasn't that, that didn't play up to, to expectation. I mean, I don't know. I, it, to me, you kind of look at the schedule, right? I mean, Browns on there obviously are going to be a, a, a team that Packers, Bucks, 49ers, yeah. Steelers, all right in a row there before the bye. And then look on the back half. You get the Cardinals. You get the Packers, Vikings, and then Seahawks, wow. and then you you got two games with. Vikings. I mean, I guess it's all going to come down to are the Vikings any good or not? You know. Like it, it, that, that could get you over. I'm sorry, but can I just say one, one last time as we go to break? The bet on that board is the Broncos under. 
Uh, yeah, I think I think you're right. Unless you think the Denver Broncos are going 11 and six in the AFC West, what in the heck kind of adjustment was that? That's the weirdest thing I've seen after one week of football in a game they were supposed to win. That to me is the best bet on the board, for sure, for sure, no doubt. We'll come back. Uh, apparently, our own Kelly Bidlin has actual golf bets this week. You do, Kelly? Right? I did. I do. Fortinet. You have some John Rom bets? We'll find out. Fortinet. Extra value is what you get when you buy Fortinet. Oh, that's not it. Sorry. We'll come back. Beeson's primetime action. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Just another friendly reminder that prior to making your next bet, be sure to visit Visa.com to check the current betting splits data. New feature that gives you insights on where the money and bets are moving for every game. You'll be able to see where the public's betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. Data is available for money line over under and against the spread bets. Betting splits, once again, yet another way. Can't count them anymore. Another way that VEASAN is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at VEASAN.com. If the Yankees are to miss the postseason, remember this night. Uh, Cedric Mullins with an unbelievable highlight reel, really a season-long highlight uh, reel play, where he robbed uh, Gary Sanchez earlier of what would have been a two-run homer in center field. Spectacular over-the-top-of-the-wall catch. Uh, that robbed the Yankees of two runs early. But just moments ago, with the Yankees up 2-1 to one with two out in the bottom of the eighth and a runner on. But an 0-2 pitch to Austin Mays, who had just homered, had hit a solo shot in his previous at-bat, Chad Green gives up the meatball. Two-run shot from Mays, and it's Orioles three, Yankees two, still in the bottom of the eighth. My goodness, not to mention my parlay going down if the Yankees lose this. But remember tonight, good God, if the Yankees miss the postseason. That was brutal. 0-2 pitch, what are you, what are you doing? What are you doing? Why are you giving it a hit there? Austin Mays, back-to-back jacks for him, and the Orioles are in business. I will Still, say this: I, uh, yeah. I, I did go in search of that ten and ten and a half. Yes. Not available here, so it is available to you out there. Mm-hmm. Look, this Talk was a five-win team last year, and they're playing in a brutal, a brutal top-heavy division. And then not only that, your your main addition was adding Teddy Bridgewater at at quarterback. Well, you know that's fine and dandy, and he's certainly a much more much more stable than Drew Locke, but. You just lost Jerry Judy for half the season. Cortland Sutton did not look completely healthy, did not look like he was uh, you know, back to 100% yet after his really bad injury last season as well. Um, you know, look, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of looks here towards, a, towards an under. And, and as I was saying off air, because everything you're saying is 100% true, but let's say, let, let's, let's forget about last year for a second, right? Let's forget that they were a five-win team. Let's say the Denver Broncos just landed on planet Earth right here before this season, and their season win total before last week was eight and a half. There is nothing about that win against the Giants. They were favored. They were at home. There's nothing about that win that should have bumped their season win total up two games. Period. They didn't beat anybody as a dog. That's how usually these get adjusted. So there's no rhyme or reason to that. So what was the best you found in town? Nine and a half? Nine and a half. You played it? No. You did not. That ten and a half is too juicy. I mean, that's oh. that's so juicy. And it's at its minus one ten. It's not like it's juiced. Yeah. Either way. 
Ooh, that is so juicy. It took us two and a half hours, but we found the bed of the night. That's one I would legitimately play. So when we're talking yes. about locking up money yes. for five, like that, that that's play. one I would legitimately play. When, when we talk about locking up money for five months, yes. I, I would lock it up at a 110 right there because I, there's some pretty good conviction yeah. for that one. That's that's a pretty big overreaction. That I would play, ladies and gentlemen. That I would play. All right, Kelly Bidlin, you're on. Fortinet Championship wedged in between the FedEx Cup and the Ryder Cup. You have action, sir. Yeah, I do. Fortinet Championship, formerly known as the Safeway Open oh, uh, sure. in Napa Valley. So sure. if, you, if you remember that name, it's that same uh, tournament. This is out of the Silverado Resort and Spa. We're looking at par 72, 7,123 yards. Uh, like Wes talked a little bit about earlier, this is a POA and bent blend green uh, greens. These guys will be playing on a field of 156 players, top 65 and ties. Make the cut. So 156 players, and John Rahm is about three to one, four to one, maybe you'll find plus 330 uh, to win this whole thing. Past winner, you're going to see low scores on this. Past winners uh, sink last year was 21 under, champ the year before 17 under. The, low, the worst score by a winner has been 14 under on this course. Uh, so something to take note of. You're going to be looking for guys to score here. Now, the, it has been done in multiple ways. Uh, on this course before uh, a lot of what I looked at Matt in model wise was off the tee. This is a resort type course, which means the fairway bunkers and stuff that these guys normally have to contend with are way shorter for these guys. They will hit all by them. Uh, it's basically as long as you can get in the fair, as long as you can get in the fairway and even the rough isn't all that bad uh, fairways and regulation was 10% more difficult on this course than compared to the regular course, uh, every other course on the PGA Tour last year. So something to take in consideration, but the rough's also not supposed to be too bad. So a couple different ways to play this. All that matters is tee to green, basically, for statistics, uh, statistically. You want to play a bomber who's going to get it close and maybe use a wedge to get on the green? Great. You want a guy who's a shorter hitter, but it's going to get in the fairway off the tee and then hit a nice approach shot in, great, that'll work too. Because there's really not any fairway bunkers for these guys to worry about. There's not water on this course. It's going to be uh, basically all tee to green, and then whoever gets hot with a putter is going to win this thing. So uh, I punched it all in the model. I looked heavily at off the tee numbers. That's kind of the way I wanted to go. Um, but there was John Rom number one across the board on every model I ran. There's no surprise there. Uh, the two other guys, though, that were top five in my last 12, last 24, and last 36 are guys I really keyed in on this week, Chaz Reavy and Max Homa. Max Homa, we bet on multiple times last year, kind of had an up-and-down season. Last year, it ended 10 days ago, but whatever. Uh, you know, kind of a bit of an up-and-down season. Uh, but, you know, really statistically, he came, uh, he, he came up uh, – Pretty close to the top. I weighed weighed heavily off the tee approach. Um, score, strokes gain on par five. There are four par fives on this course, including two in the final three holes. So wanted a guy that was going to be able to score coming down the stretch on Sunday. Uh, proximity 75 to 125 yards. Assuming these guys are going to be hitting shorter wedge shots into uh, into the greens. And then a good drives, which calculates basically drives into the fairway or drives slightly into the, into the fringe or shorter rough. And then birdies are better. Looking for guys who are going to be able to get on and score. Max Homa was third in birdies are better over the past 24 rounds. Chaz Reavy sixth in that. So those are guys that I really did key in on. Uh, this week. Otherwise, I looked at uh, some longer longer shots. These are all longer shots in a, in a tournament like this. Matt and I have spoken about this before on some of these scorable courses where 
Uh, putting's going to matter so much. Get hot with the putter. I'm looking for. I'm looking at all longer shots this week. So Harold Varner's the shortest guy. Went with 44 to one outright. The Hoff 50 to one couldn't pass up on him. Uh, 50 to one to get it there. Homa 66 to one. Ches Reavy 67 to one. And I did play Luke List as well, who I know Wes was on. Uh, and then sprinkled in t- some top tens on Ches Reavy, Max Homa, top 20 on Hoffman, plus 220 on a top 20 on Hoffman. Great number because we were playing that in some tournaments with uh, much better fields. Um, And then Chez Reavy in a couple different matchups. I've got one listed there. Uh, This is going to be it's going to be an interesting tournament. I mean, this is the uh, wraparound season. You've got a bunch of the Corn Ferry guys that just graduated the PGA Tour. There's about 20 of them that are going to be playing in this tournament. There's some unknown factors Uh, for everybody out there that might might ask, how am I playing this compared to every other golf tournament I would play during the year? This is about half of what I would bet normally on uh, the each one of these bets. So I didn't really scale back. The number of bets I have, but I'm scaling back unit size big time this yeah. time of year. Three three guys that uh, these are not my plays. Just a guy that I consider to be pretty sharp. Um, he's he's only playing bombs this week because he doesn't you know again doesn't doesn't see real value in any of the shorter guys. He's playing Hudson Swafford, uh, Doug Gim, and then Maverick McNeely. Those are three guys he was he was interested in. Um, look, Doug Gim's a guy I've played a couple of different times. If you guys remember over the course of the year, I mean, yeah. you know, I imagine he's. The win equity on all three of those guys is, is is pretty low. That being said, you're getting 80, 100, 50, 100, you know, whatever it is to to one on guys like that. So get you a couple lottery tickets in your account if you want to. If you yeah, like. Hudson Swafford. There's never been a more golfer Maverick name. He was born on a golf course, wasn't yes. he? Oh, yeah. Uh, you, he had no choice, by the way, in life. You have to be a golfer. You have Hudson to. Swafford. <laughs> you have, you have no choice. Yeah. The no uh, McNeely I got close to playing too. He was I know you played him a couple times mm-hmm. really kind of towards the end of the summer there. Guy that's heating up. Good good putter and good off the tee. So mm-hmm. I I think that's a guy that's totally in play this week. Last thing, you're sitting this one out, right, man? Yeah, yeah, I mean, well, uh, small, I might have small bets on those three guys that like, you know, somebody else just, has done the research. Just for on. giggles. Yeah. Uh last thing about this, Wes mentioned earlier that he's a little worried, a little bit of him is worried that John Rom he doesn't really know what John Rom's motivation here is, or he even hinted maybe he doesn't even start this, which yeah. I don't know. He's just a little. Do you do you worry about that at so, all? So I mean, rep- I, you never know what to make with these, right, Matt? I mean, it's I mean from the PGA Tour today, he did not will not be at the course day, so not do a practice round, did not compete in the pro am, and skipped his pre tournament press conference. So a little odd, yeah. But I don't know. He's up in Napa. He's playing, p- preparing for the Ryder Cup. Maybe uh, maybe it's some wineries there. Uh, say. No, maybe he's just practicing some other stuff for the Ryder Cup. I don't really know. But regardless, in a 156-man tournament, I'm not playing a guy at 4-1. to one. Ever. 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 However, if you're thinking about betting this, I would get my bets in tonight before you possibly see a WD from him tomorrow because those odds now, will shift that's the dramatically. Point. That's the point. That's exactly right. Uh, we've done all we could do here on VEASAN's Primetime Action. For Matt Brown, for Kelly Billen, I'm Gil Alexander. Thanks so much for uh, joining us. If you're in a DraftKings jurisdiction, run and get that Broncos yes. under. That's the main thing we should uh, part ways with that note. Sean King, uh, co-hosting, of course, Tim Murray, the man over there at Circa for the nightcap. Hey, Sean, don't forget, you're on a numbers game tomorrow night. Show-to-show communication. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. 
Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.